Welcome to The Platform. I'm your host, Chad Balthrop. Every Monday through Friday, we've been doing our devotionals together. We take a few minutes to read the Bible, make some observations about what it says, and then we pray those verses back to our Heavenly Father. You know, as I think about this last week and the season we're in, I'm just really amazed at what I've seen. This last Sunday was Easter Sunday morning, and it's really incredible to think that in this time of social distancing, to just really to celebrate what we've seen God do, it's really been amazing because so many people, they just can't, we can't get to church together, all of us in the same space and in the same place at the same time. Yet what we've seen happen throughout our world is we've seen churches and church people figure out ways we can come together using all the tools and all the resources God has given us to come together online, to celebrate him, to sing his praises, to hear his word boldly taught, and to share the good news that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead so that we could all be forgiven. This last Sunday was really remarkable. In our own church, in First Baptist Church Owasso, we know that on one social media platform alone, we've had more than 6,000 different connections that have been made as a result of broadcasting our Easter services online. We broadcast every Sunday morning on Facebook, on Vimeo, on YouTube, and on our church website. And it's just amazing. That's just one location on YouTube. There were even more people who connected. And just the stories of God's faithfulness to us through this time of social distancing. You know, I think it just has proven that God is faithful all the time. And through this time of social distancing, we can experience a kind of spiritual intimacy. And that's really what these devotional are all about. It's just an opportunity for us together to take a look at God's Word, to celebrate what God teaches us, and to just really submit ourselves, to, to submit our will, our mind, our will, emotions, our thoughts, our spirit, our heart, just all that we are and all that we will ever be to Him. And so today we're in 1 Thessalonians. We're continuing down that path through the book of 1 Thessalonians. And the reason why is the theme of 1 Thessalonians is that we should stay on target. And during this very odd season of social distancing, how can we stay on target with our faith? And I just believe that God has something special to say to us through the book of 1 Thessalonians. We're going to continue where we left off. We're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Beginning in verse 13, we're just going to read verses 13 through 17, and here's what it says. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning in verse 13 through 16, I mean. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. For you, brethren, became imitators of the churches of God which are in Judea in Christ Jesus. For you also suffered the same things from your own countrymen, just as they did from the Judeans, who killed both the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us. And they do not please God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they may be saved, so as always to fill up the measure of their sins. But wrath has come upon them to the uttermost." That's 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 13 through 16, and just some observations that I'd like to make. I think that very first verse, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. This is such a remarkable time in the life of the church. They don't have the New Testament yet. 
Paul is writing this letter to the church at Thessalonica. And so this hasn't been assembled as a part of the Bible yet. Yet here Paul is saying, when we spoke, you heard the words we said, and what we said resonated with the Spirit of God in you, and, and you, you received what we spe- said as though it was the Word of God. And here we are today reading it, and it actually is the Word of God. It makes me wonder about the things that we say when we speak to people. Do we speak with such humility? Do we speak with such certainty? Do we speak with such clarity? Do we know the Word of God well enough that when someone asks our advice or our opinion or our thoughts on any given matter, that the words we say can be received as though it is the word of God. Not because we're speaking prophetically or doing something hyper-spiritual, but simply because the word of God has so saturated our hearts and our minds and our lives that when we speak according to a principle or when someone asks our opinion, what comes out of us isn't simply our opinion, it's the word of God and can be trusted in that way. I think that's a remarkable thing and something I hope we could live towards. And then verse 14 goes into an interesting passage just about persecution. The church at Thessalonica, like the churches in Judea, was being persecuted by the people they knew because of their faith. And you know, in this season, it's it's not that the church is being persecuted in this season because of the coronavirus. What's taking place right now really is as simple as our, our nation, our country, our world, our community is in just a very difficult place. So how do we respond in those moments when our faith is being tested? How do we respond in those moments when we're receiving pressure, when people are pushing back on the essence of our faith? How do we respond? How we respond matters. How, how do you respond? You know, the Bible teaches us very clearly that, that God didn't promise us that everything would be perfect in this world, that everything would just be pleasurable and happy all of the time. What he promised is that he would be with us, that his presence would be our God. I'm reminded of a psalm that says that God is near to the brokenhearted, and he, he comforts those who are crushed in spirit. And so I don't know how you feel right now. Maybe you feel isolated. Maybe you feel alone. Maybe you feel like you can't wait for this time of social distancing to end. But just remember this, the presence of God is with you. And while this isn't a kind of persecution, this is absolutely a difficult time for many people. So maybe today, reach beyond yourself. Look for ways you can reach out to someone else, to make a phone call, to you know place a FaceTime call, to look someone in the eye using the technologies God's given us so that we can be an encouragement encouragement to one another and as we encourage one another to build one another up and then he he points out in this passage that there are some people who deliberately come against us and so maybe in this moment somebody's mocking your faith simply because you believe what god says is true and someone's saying to you well you know what good are your prayers what good are your thoughts in this moment well well we'll let them come because what god says to us is to be faithful And I've said it before, I believe that faithfulness gives us a front row seat to all the promises of God. And so in these moments, even when your faith is tested, even when things are being pushed back on, even when it feels like you're isolated and alone, the presence of God is right there by your side to remind you that he who promised is faithful. And in this moment, even those people who might persecute us, God will be faithful even through these moments. And it's the very last phrase of verse 16 that I find really fascinating. It says, but the wrath of God has come upon them, those who would persecute us, to the uttermost. 
I love that word, the uttermost. It's another, it's related to a verse of scripture that I believe Paul wrote in the book of Hebrews, where it says that God is able to save to the uttermost those who are called by Jesus Christ to faith. You know, in this passage, those who persecute believers, are it's, it's said of them that they will experience the wrath of God to the uttermost. And I'm reminded in 1 Corinthians, it says, but such were some of you. I was one of those people that at one point made fun of believers. I was one of those people that at one point denied and doubted what God could possibly do in my life or in anyone else's life. And the wrath of God to the uttermost was going to be played out in my life. But then God did something remarkable. It's what we celebrated just a a day or so ago on Easter Sunday that Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the dead so that we might be forgiven. On that cross, the wrath of God that was poured out to the uttermost became the salvation of God through Jesus Christ who will save to the uttermost even someone who persecutes people like I have, who persecutes people like you have, who has rebelled against God like we all have. And so what a beautiful testimony of who Jesus Christ is and what it is that he's done in our lives, that he is able to save to the uttermost because he received the wrath of God in his own life to the uttermost on your behalf and on mine. Let's take a moment to pray that back to our Heavenly Father and to just celebrate the great thing that God has done in our life. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you are able to save to the uttermost because your son Jesus received the wrath of God to the uttermost on the cross at Calvary. I pray that today that my faith would be strong, that the people who are listening, that each one of us would look for ways that we can speak your word with boldness and with integrity, that we can be so filled with your word, that we can be so saturated in our hearts and our minds with your word, that when someone asks our opinion, when someone looks for advice, when someone is seeking wise counsel, we simply speak up and speak not our our words, but Father, that we would speak your words that the next thought we think, that the next word we say, that the next action we take would honor you and encourage others. Father, thank you so much for all you've given to us and for moments just like these. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I'm so glad you made time to join us today. Be sure to hit subscribe so you can catch future episodes and you can help us connect with more people by rating and reviewing this episode or pressing like, leaving a comment or sharing with a friend. You can also catch more devotional thoughts every day through our partner podcast, Follower of One, available everywhere podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the platform. 